Tokyo marks the fourth release of our App Engine Studio. What could we possibly add next? Well, in this episode, I talk with Matthew Ripley about some of the new features in this release. Welcome to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow developer podcast. Here's your host, Chuck Tomasi. Hello, ServiceNow admins, builders, developers, and of course, all the curious individuals that I say with the utmost love and respect. Welcome to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow developer podcast, where we bring you the latest tools, tips, and tradecraft to accelerate your career. In this episode, I have the great pleasure of talking with ServiceNow principal inbound product manager, Matthew Ripley. How are you today, Matthew? Hi, Chuck. I'm well. It's a beautiful week in, in sunny San Diego, and there's some great features coming out in the Tokyo release. So so I'm a happy camper. How are you? I'm doing all right. We got to get some shorter titles at this company, man. <laughs> we make a podcast just about that. Well, if everyone has long titles, then it evens out, right? <laughs> right. I used to be a senior technical product marketing manager. Like They had to extend the field in the sysuser table for that. There we go. That's my goal. Let's see if they can't add a couple more words to my title. Not necessarily levels up, but just let's make the thing longer. How can we do it? I'm sure there's a way. Well, Matthew, let's do a get to know you moment here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, so I've, I've been in product for about five years now. Um, and my tenure at ServiceNow just passed the one year mark. Hooray! So I'm, I'm celebrating. Um, so here at ServiceNow, I'm the product manager responsible for table-centric development uh, in App Engine. So I work on products like Table Builder and Formula Builder, uh, which are products built with the intention of speeding up app development, you know, making life easier for low-code developers, and overall uh, creating an enjoyable app building experience for our users. I like how you put that. It's not just for low-code developers. It speeds up development for everyone. So I have to keep reminding our old crusty programmers like me that you know we, we get a benefit out of the low-code tools as well. Yeah, we really try to build something for everyone. So hopefully they all like it. All right, that was enough work talk. What do you do when you're not at work? It's a long list, um, but I'll try to stick to the highlights. Uh, I, you know, I really love traveling and camping. I've traveled to most of the 50 states at this point and a handful of countries. Got to get a couple more countries under my belt um, uh, now that now that things are opening back up. Um, I play a lot of a lot of tennis, a lot of golf. I'll get on the wakeboard if I have a chance. Um, I love writing music, which is, that's really my creative outlet. And, uh, well, I love the craft beer scene, uh, in San Diego. So it's fortunate that we have a bunch of great breweries down here. Oh yeah. Yeah. When I used to visit San Diego, that was like a regular thing. We'd, we'd, you know, take off in the afternoon and well, I mean, after the work was done, of course. <laughs> right. You have a favorite? Um, you know, Green Flash, St. Archer. There's there's a oh, yeah. bunch of them. I, I miss Bradley Owen when he used to work at ServiceNow. That was a regular thing we did. I, you're making me want to get back to San Diego. It's been far, far too long. Hey, come on down and we'll try all the breweries out. All right, Matthew, tell me about your first day of work as a professional. Yeah, my first first day of work as a professional was it was a it was a sales position at a financial services company, um, and so you know I was a bright eyed college student and then uh, rolled in at eight a.m. And, and started cold calling and man did I fall flat on my face so that was that was quite the introduction to the workforce, um, and I'm sure other people have had that experience but I'm uh, I'm not the best cold caller on earth and now you're in product management. So a little bit of a difference there, but you big change, you know, sales experience is good for everyone. 
I, I, I highly believe that. And it's character building, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my dad used to say about some of the chores he gave me. It's character building. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One more fun question, then we'll get into the AES talk. If you were a superhero, what would your superpower be? Uh, well, I'm a Star Wars fan, so um, I don't know if it's superpower, but I, w- I would go with being a Jedi as my superpower. So I think uh, Luke Skywalker is probably one of the, the best heroes of all time. So I'll take the uh, I'll take the green lightsaber and the force. And then if I could cherry pick, I'd probably skip the whole Darth Vader's dad part. But that's, uh, that's what I would go with if I could pick anything. You just want to wave your fingers like Obi-Wan and make people say things they shouldn't be. I'd be nice. I, you know, getting up off the couch to grab stuff sort of a pain. If it could just fly over to me, that would be uh, <laughs> it'd be fantastic. See, people could go with the Flash. You could be like, oh, I want super speed. But even with super speed, you have to get up off the couch to get stuff. So I don't know. I feel like I feel like I got the I got the secret there going with Jedi. All right. We came here to talk about App Engine Studio, so let's do that. For those new to the program, let's start out with a quick introduction. What is it and why did we build it? All right. Uh, let's do it. So um, so right now, the market for low-code application development is growing faster and faster. Mm-hmm. Companies can't find enough developers to build the things they need built. And these companies typically have a bunch of folks who aren't full-stack developers, but they know their business inside and out. And outside of being pro coders are the perfect people to build those apps. So the question for those companies is how can we empower all of our talented and motivated employees to contribute to the app development process, you know, regardless of coding and knowledge or coding knowledge or experience. And App Engine Studio is one way that ServiceNow helps answer that question. And ServiceNow offers, you know, an entire suite of low-code products and, and tooling to help organizations empower developers, flow designer process automation designer, you know, tools to build mobile apps and dashboards and more. And App Engine Studio is, you know, a premium product that we offer that packages up a lot of those low-code tools into a single cohesive app building experience to facilitate low-code development. And developers find it really easy to build scoped applications in App Engine Studio. And one thing that I like, again, this is for people that are new to the program, new to ServiceNow environment. I know, you know, I listen to some competitive products, podcasts, and uh, I want to make it clear that it's not a separate product that is AES. It is part of a continuum. You don't build in AES in low-code tools and then say, well, I've got to start scripting, so throw that work away. It's cumulative. You can get your professional coders involved with deeper integrations or custom UIs and UXs, and it's all still built around App Engine Studio so that the low-code developers or, or the pro-coders get that accelerator out of it to, to start quickly. And the low-coders can go in and say, you know what, I want to move this field over here. Okay. That can all be done side-by-side side on the same platform in the same application set. That's the part I love. That's a, that's a huge differentiator that uh, you know, we need to call out once in a while. I know that many of the people that listen to this go, yep, yep, knew that, been there, done that. You know, all the low-code stuff goes right alongside it. But for the new people, it's something to recognize as as something that's crucially important if you're deciding on what platforms and whom to deliver them to. Yeah, it's a fantastic tool for collaboration. It really, it really gives, uh, you know, companies an opportunity to expand their development teams to, you know, to beyond just pro coders. 
So when you hear the letters AES, it's just short for App Engine Studio. So I'm throwing that on the jargon dictionary. And I was reading through the AES docs, and I found a few intriguing things. So let's start with uh, something simple right out of the bat, the Flow Designer integration. What What's the background behind that? Yeah, so uh, Flow Designer is integrated with App Engine Studio today. You can create all kinds of flows in Flow Designer in the automation section of AES. But now with this latest release, we've got Flow Designer integrated within Table Builder as well. And uh, Table Builder's gone through a couple of iterations so far in its short life. Uh, it started out as a tool for managing uh, fields and field metadata on a table in AES. Um, and then when it was integrated with new Form Builder, it allowed users to also build forms, configure form display logic, you know, in a new interface with user-friendly features like drag and drop. And it centralized a lot of the form-based features that we had across the platform in a single place. Um, we didn't feel like we're doing enough to guide our low coders to create applications end to end successfully. Um, so when looking at how our users build apps and how customers out in the market expect to be guided through app creation, we found that many of them take a table-centric approach when building simple applications. And what that means is they first build their table, uh, then their form for that table. Mm -hmm. And lastly, they start to build automation around that table and in that order. Um, mm -hmm. And with that information, we realized that, you know, we had an opportunity to leverage Table Builder and Flow Designer together and provide users with a single experience to manage tables, forms, and record-based flows. And with the latest store release for Tokyo, Table Builder is going to display a list of all the record-based flows for the table, at, you know, for the table in context. And what a user will be able to do is manage, you know, the fields on their table, toggle over to the form, manage their forms, and then toggle over to flows and manage the automation triggered by records on that table. And if a user wants to create a new flow for that table, Table Builder will help the users pick the right trigger and then create the rest of the flow and familiar flow designer embedded within Table Builder. So users got a sneak peek of that um, at Knowledge, and they were pretty excited. So we're confident that we hit the mark with uh, with regard to providing users enough context and guidance to speed up app creation, especially for our low coders. This is one of those that's deceptively simple looking because, hey, there's a new button in the table builder. You got table, form, flows. But those flows that are shown are just the ones that are specific to that table, which helps narrow the focus. Because if you were to build out a fairly complex application and had flows that may be email triggered, flows that may be time scheduled, flows that are tied to different tables, you can get a pretty daunting list of flows. This helps narrow that focus to say, all right, I'm looking at the case records. What are the flows for that case records? It almost harkens back to, uh, you know, looking at a former table and saying, configure business rules. Show me the business rules that are specific to this table. That's, that's that vibe we're after. So I love this one just from the simplicity sake, but for the value that simplicity provides. And it's good context, right? For, for users who aren't super familiar with the platform, it puts everything just right there in one neat little package. And it gives you a job because you're the table-centric guy. Love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. We looked at the uh, new formula builder in Live Coding Happy Hour. Tell the listener a little bit about what it is and how that fits into AES. Oh, yeah. I'm super excited about this one. Um, so... The goal of AES is to empower users of all skill sets right, to mm -hmm. create applications. And one of these personas is the no coder, um, you know, the user who doesn't know how to code. Uh, and these users might be business analysts or process owners uh, looking to increase efficiency for their organization, but they don't fit into the traditional developer persona. 
Um, and when no coders are looking to build apps as part of a citizen development program, for example, uh, they frequently start with an Excel spreadsheet. And that spreadsheet most likely has some formulas in it. As many of us do. Yep. So, however, uh, recreating those formulas in, in your ServiceNow table requires you to know JavaScript. And those no-coders, they're getting stuck on the very first step of building their application. Mm -hmm. um, and the way we're going to help those users in App Engine Studio and in Table Builder is to give them a no-code formula builder to create calculated fields. Uh, the formula builder lets developers use you know, familiar functions to write formulas and to create calculated fields in their table. So if they want to add a couple of fields together, they can use sum. And if they want to, you know, uh, they want a conditional field, they can use if. And we've got a bunch of other functions they can use as well. Um, they can search through the available functions. We'll guide them through the syntax and then help them resolve errors in their formulas when they're writing them. So this will make it a lot easier for no coders and pro coders uh, to get these spreadsheet-based apps into AES and to write formulas in general. Uh, this is another one that it feels simple on the surface, but the value is less technical debt. I've looked at some of the calculated fields that are standard in our out-of-box applications and whatnot, and I look at them going... Yikes. It, and it doesn't have to be that complex. Like you said, concatenate first name and last name in a space and bing, you got a full name. Minimum, maximum, uppercase, proper case. There's a whole bunch of functions in there that are built in. And I assume we will be adding to this library as we go forward based on customer feedback. Yes? Absolutely. Absolutely. We've got, I mean, this is version one. We've got a version two planned already. And then you know, as users get in there and request more, we'll continue to build out that list to give them what they need. And for people that are experienced on the platform, you've heard me say this before. If you have the option between a scripted option and a no-code or a low-code option, take the no-code, low-code option every time. You and your future self and your colleagues will thank you for the less maintenance down the road. All right. In San Diego, we introduced the concept of template creation. But now I understand we have this thing called template sharing. Tell me more, more about that. Yeah. Um, so as you know, we've got a list of out-of-the-box templates for applications that can be leveraged by developers in App Engine Studio. Um, and these templates serve a dual purpose. They're primarily a starting point uh, for developers building applications. So if a developer wants to build an app that aligns closely with one of these out-of-the-box templates, they can leverage and modify that template to build whatever they need. Uh, and the second purpose is to provide inspiration to developers for how to build an application in AES. And if a developer can find a template that fits their needs, they can dramatically improve their time mm -hmm. in production. However, they aren't always able to find a template that fits. Um, so to improve on this, we can build more templates ourselves, but also we can allow customers to build their own and share them with other users in their organization. And one big advantage to allowing customers to build their own templates is that they'll be able to customize them to their organization's specific needs. And now in the template section of AES, app template admins can share these templates with specific users and groups in addition to being able to you know, activate or deactivate them. So this way, if an organization has a catalog of templates for a wide set of use cases, they can target templates to specific departments and reduce some of the confusion when developers are you know, hunting for the right template. So this is going to help developers get apps to prod much faster, especially when they find a template that closely aligns with the app they're trying to build and it's targeted towards their needs. Now, Matthew, I know that many of my apps require email notifications. And we had the ability in Flow Designer to send an email 
and now I believe you can send a notification as well. There's a new action for that. What does AES in Tokyo have? Yeah. So the inclusion of email notifications in App Engine Studio is an enhancement that we added based on popular demand. Um, and previously, users were navigating back to platform to configure email notifications. Uh, but now with the new notification builder, users can configure them without code in AES. Nice. Yeah. And notification builder, uh, it's a new uh, and immersive way to easily create and edit email notifications and set up the logic you know, around when to send them. So emails can be you know, created based on table updates, you know, a flow action, an event, and developers can easily leverage existing email templates and you know, preview and then modify them uh, to finish their email notifications. So they don't have to start from scratch. Um, it's also pretty easy to make email content um, and the recipient list, you know, either groups or specific users, dynamic by using table fields. Uh, users will also have the ability to preview their email uh, you know, with different table records. Uh, and so Notification Builder will add some critical functionality to the App Engine Studio and uh, it, should be, it should really delight our users. And just calling out again for the uh, people that have been doing this for years and years, these notifications are in that same table as the rest of the notifications. It's not like something new and obscure and, oh, I have to maintain these over here and those over there. Centralized administration is a good thing. My favorite question for the product managers, and I know it's the highlight of some people's episode, can you give us a hint of what's on the roadmap? Absolutely. Um, and I think, you know, Safe Harbor goes without saying some of this stuff, right? It's, it's, Here, I'll play, the, I'll play the Safe Harbor noise right now. Safe Harbor. Safe Harbor. There we go. Perfect. Um, so all this stuff, you know, we're, we're planning this, but, uh, you know, it, it'll be a, a process to get some of the stuff out there. Uh, the first thing on our list um, is is a feature called PDF to table. And what that's going to do is it's going to allow developers to upload a PDF um, to AES and then extract the table fields for use in a custom app. Whoa, hold on. This this sounds like voodoo witchcraft magic going on. What? It, that's basically what it is. It, you're going to read a PDF. So would this be... You know, let's say I'm filling out a, a tax form, for example, and it's got fields and labels all over the place. We're going to be able to parse that out and turn that into a table? Absolutely. So uh, previously, you would have had a pull up on screen, you know, probably that on one screen. You've got AES on another screen. You're reading your PDF and you're typing all the fields in manually. And with this, we've got a little split screen. You can just click directly on your PDF. Like, I want that to be field. Click and it extracts it for you. I want, you know, these four fields. Click, 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 and it extracts them. So... That's going to, you know, it's going to make the process of turning those PDFs, some of which can be really, really long, right? Uh -huh. You have a 10, 20 page PDF. Yeah, yeah, please, 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 people don't make 10 page forms for your users. They don't like those. Okay. <laughs> Use form sections and you know, views wisely. Good practices here. Yeah, but it should, it should really you know, dramatically reduce the time to creation when you're trying to build the table from from a uh, from PDF. Nice. And, you know, really set in a couple phases. So first you just create the table, but, if, you know, in, in the future release, you'll be able to extract, you know, the rest of the content of that form, the annotations, and, and build the form kind of right there. So this almost feels like it's related to the document intelligence stuff that we've got in Tokyo. We're leveraging some of what they use. I love it. I love it when we use our technologies to build newer technologies that is like, hey, we've already got this capability. Let's use that on top of, it's like, oh, sweet. Let's talk about uh, your next one. What's next on your hit list? 
Well, so something we're really excited about is Workspace Builder, and that's going to give developers a, you know, a no-code and guardrail experience to build workspaces in, a, in AES. So, um, you know, it's something that users have been asking for for a long time, and uh, we're going to start to deliver that, deliver on that in the upcoming releases. So keep your eyes open for that. Is this like a simplified UI builder? That's exactly what this is, um, tailored specifically for workspaces. Cool. Yeah, Matthew, you you've got a quite a list here, so I want to keep keep going, keep going. All right, let's power through it. So um, I talked a little bit about the Formula Builder, but one of the you know in addition to adding more functions to our Formula Builder, we also want to give users an easy way to test their formulas. So you know, let's say you've written your formula and your syntax is all correct, um, but it's a complex formula. You want to make sure it's spitting out the right thing, right? Maybe your formula is right, yeah. You know everything checks out, but you didn't pick the right field, so it's it's not telling you it's wrong, but it's not spitting out the right stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to give users a capability to go in there, plug in some test values, and make sure they're getting the answers they expect to get before putting it out in the wild. Um, so that should make it quicker and easier for users to write complex formulas correctly. Nice. A couple other things we have on our list here: uh, Table Builder is going to be rolling out a spreadsheet view. Um, and that's going to allow users to see you know, the records on their mm-hmm. table, just like in the spreadsheets they're uploading to AES. So that's going to lower the learning curve for, for users who are new to app building uh, in ServiceNow and in AES, right? They've got their spreadsheet, they upload it, and it looks the same way it looked before they uploaded it. How does that differ from just seeing it in a list? Well, we do it in Table Builder. So we're going to give it probably some some new upgraded like treatment on the okay. UI, and then they won't have to navigate back to the platform. They'll have it right there. Um, and you'll be able to do things like copy and paste data in there. Oh. You'll be able to, you know, edit your field metadata while looking at the records. So it, it should be, it should be a step beyond what we get in in list and forms. Nice. What else? Uh, next on the list uh, is Schema Builder, and so this is this is another kind of table centric uh, feature. Um, it's going to allow users to visualize the relationships between tables uh, in, in an app. Um, customers have been waiting this for a long time, and we think you know we think we can expand the capabilities in spreadsheet view long term. Um, sorry, of, of schema builder long term. Right, first you can see the relationships mm-hmm. between the tables in your app, but eventually you know we can guide users to build better apps and plug in some some more intelligence to suggest kind of the right tables to to build out. So so that's an exciting one, and I think I think users have been, been waiting for it for a little too long. Time 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 to give them that feature. Matthew, I think you win the award for uh, most uh, roadmap feature list. I'm going to copy and paste this so we can talk about it in six months and see which ones you knocked off. Perfect. Perfect. I could have gone longer. I tried to pick the, the, the highlight. This is the part where we say, but wait, there's more. But wait, there's only two more. <laughs> so the first one there is, um, so for app templates, right? We're, we're letting customers build their own app templates. And there's, you know, there's a list of things that we support in those app templates. We'll be expanding you know, what's supported in app templates going forward. So that should that should increase the number of custom apps that can be easily templatized. I got to ask you, do we have a, a plan on the roadmap for any sort of store or sharing of these templates so that customers can see what other customers are doing? It's It's been discussed. It's been discussed. Um, nothing immediate on the roadmap, but uh, we've heard it. A Maybe times. it'll tie into our new community. Who knows? Well, the last thing on my list here is um, is the streamlined experience to build uh, service management apps, and that's going to provide additional guidance when users are building items within the service catalog. We went out, we talked to customers, and we heard that you know one of the most common things they do is they want their citizen developers to just be able to quickly add stuff to the service catalog. Um, 
And so we're going to streamline that, make it a lot easier in AES. And that I think will dramatically improve kind of the delivery rate for, for our customers, citizen development program. Absolutely. Cause sometimes you don't need a whole application. You just need to add something to the catalog. Like I need this request and it puts it in with all the other stuff. Let's keep it simple, lightweight and move on. And make it dead easy for our users. We have developers listening to this podcast who are eager for advice from the experts. What advice do you have for them? My advice is get into a PDI. See what's out there in Tokyo. Yeah. If you're not already aware, we have free personal developer instances available at developer.servicenow.com. Use it as a sandbox. Use it as a learning tool. They're, They're wonderful for that. Thank you so much for joining us today, Matthew. Before we leave, can you let the listener know just how they can get in touch with you? Yeah. Uh, so um, my email is matthew.ripley at servicenow.com. Um, so if you've got any questions about upcoming features, feel free to shoot me an email. I'm also on LinkedIn. There's lots of Matthew Ripley's out there, but I'm pretty confident I'm the only one at ServiceNow. So that's a good that's a good indicator. You've got the right one. Um, so so either either of those methods will, will work just fine. Very good. And thank you for joining us today. Thank you, wonderful listener, for listening, downloading. If you want to get more of this great information, we have lots of other ServiceNow podcasts. I'll bet you didn't know. You can find them at community.servicenow.com under the resources menu or go to servicenow.com slash podcast. Don't forget, you can subscribe to this podcast for free so you get it automatically delivered. Never miss out on an episode anywhere. Breakpoint is brought to you by ServiceNow executive producer. Hey, that'd be me, Chuck Tomasi. Video and captions are provided by my teammate, Earl Duque. Does a great job on those. And to find out more about the ServiceNow developer program, head over to developer.servicenow.com. Again, thank you so much, Matthew, for sharing all of that AES goodness with us today. Thanks, Chuck. And thanks to all of our listeners as well. Please let us know what you think about this podcast. You can leave feedback or ask questions in the ServiceNow community. For more great information on ServiceNow development, check out the ServiceNow developer portal at developer.servicenow.com. Thanks for listening. All right. I know we didn't, uh, this, this part may or may not be edited out. Did we hit on the sharing part? What? This is awesome. Uh, that was bad. You want to do that one again? I kind of botched that. Oh, I didn't like the way I said it either. I was worried about that. Should I ask him? No, 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 no. no absolutely not. Broadcast. No. <laughs> that word's not even anywhere on that page. And to find out more about the ServiceNow developer program, head over to ServiceNow. Wow. That should be just like burned in a ROM at this point. Yeah, a little bit of editing on that one. We'll be fine.